Welcome to Her Money's Worth, a community and podcast focused on helping you to sort out your money, navigate the world of investing and build long-term wealth. You're joined by your host, Olivia, and each week we deepen our knowledge about all things finance and ensure we're getting our money's worth from every hard-earned dollar. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Her Money's Worth in 2023. If you are listening to this on release day, this Wednesday, then it's February 1. And I have absolutely no idea where January has gone, so don't ask me. I just, I can't actually believe that it's already February. I feel like it's still December when I was thinking about what I was going to be doing in January and January episodes and goal setting and reflection. And I really just don't kind of know where the last two weeks have gone. Um, I just feel like it really means that we are back into the new year. There's no more easing into things. Um, and we're all sort of back at work and we've got to get on with it. Um, and I think this is kind of coupled with the fact that I just got back from traveling around in a van with a friend, which was so amazing, but I think that's just kind of like eaten up the whole of my end of January and now all of a sudden we're in February. Um, but that's okay. We'll get on with things. Um, and today is a topic that I did want to chat about towards the beginning of the year because I think it's a nice one to really think about if you are starting to sort your money out in 2023 or you want to start building wealth in 2023, 2023, apologies. Um, and it's just, it's a bit of a controversial topic, honestly. Um, and it is often something that comes up in discussions around personal finance, but especially in the world of achieving financial freedom, maybe if you've been involved in some conversations around the FIRE movement. And the topic is whether money can actually buy happiness. And I'm just, I'm so excited to dive into this topic today. So if you want my thoughts on whether money can buy happiness, I'm going to tell you straight off the bat that I actually do think it can buy happiness, but not in the traditional sense that you think I'm talking about. Happiness is an emotion. It comes and it goes and we feel other emotions, but on a big scale in terms of the predictive response of how you will respond to events happening in your life, whether they be good or bad, and on the overall satisfaction of your life, in relation to those two things, I think money can buy happiness. And I'm going to dive into why I think that and why you should actually be aware that that is a thing because I think there's a really negative, toxic narrative that floats around, especially when you're younger, but for your whole life, that money can't buy happiness. You don't need money to be happy. And I just don't, I don't think that's true, unfortunately. You do need a certain level of money, you do need a certain level of income, emergency fund, all those things to be able to more often feel happiness. Now, within this episode, I'm going to be talking through exactly what I think money can buy that's not just happiness. So we will get into that. And I've got four different things that I think money can buy for you that will increase your happiness. Now, we've all heard of that study that discussed that once you make past 75K, that's where you top out in terms of happiness. So I thought I'd talk a little bit about this now. Now, that study was US-based. So I'm in Australia, but you might be in the US or somewhere else in the world. But for my Australian listeners, that's about 105K. And honestly, as someone who now lives out of home, pays all their own bills, insurances, car, anything I want and has 
an idea of how far money can stretch, especially living in a capital city. I live in Melbourne. I would say that 105K is a pretty good income. I've never earned 105K in a year, um, but I've earned close-ish and, you know, that can cover most requirements and some luxuries, especially if you're one, if you're one person, I'd say it can. I've had been on that money, like less than that money, but close as one person. Um, and especially with good money management. But if you have two people and one of you's earning this and another one's earning something less or close to it, like you can, you can achieve a lot. Um, so I do see where this study is coming from and off the, off the bat, just like thinking about it, I do agree to an extent. Um, but basically like this study said, like once you reach there, your happiness will not increase. And I get that because I think, well, with 105k Australian, like you can really put out a lot of fires and save for goals and buy a home and be investing and enjoy those. So I see it. But recently, this original study has kind of been debunked and a new study has noted that, in fact, emotional well-being does still continue to have a positive increase with salaries. If you go beyond that, it's still increasing. Um, there, there was, however, noted a steeper slope for those people earning below 80K USD. So I would say that's probably about 110, 115. Um, so yeah, really interesting, uh, but it does, it does prove that that study wasn't quite accurate. And the more you have, the happier you will be. And like I was talking about before, the study was was talking basically about the fact that if you had a higher income, you felt better day to day when things came up, unexpected bill, you've got to go to the shops, you've forgotten to get a gift, um, you know, different things that happen, you still felt better day to day. And they would also overall rate their satisfaction with life higher. So two things. So when you're in the day to day, how are you feeling when things come up? And then also if you step away and you rate your overall life, that got higher. Um, yeah. So really interesting. And, you know, I, I agree. I think that that is completely accurate. That's how I feel. And I want to talk a lot about in this episode and dive into what I actually think that money can buy you and how that impacts on your happiness. So let's get into it and talk about exactly what money can afford us in life. First up, and this is in no particular order, by the way, this is just things I think that are fantastic that money will, will buy for you, is that money can afford you the ability to lean into convenience and easily and quickly problem solve. Now, I think this is a really interesting one because I think maybe a few years ago, I wasn't a big convenience person. I was sort of more happy to, I don't know, go around a longer way to avoid the toll road. I was more happy to sort of go to a couple of different shops to get the best deal. And I, I still am to an extent with things, but I am much, I'm realizing as I get older, that convenience is just such a luxury and it just makes so many things easier in your life. It solves so many more problems and it gives you time to do other things that you love. And it gives you time to make more money rather than kind of sticking into those like little things to save $5 here and there and like waste a bit of time. So I really like this one. Now with convenience and problem solving, of course, people with lower incomes can problem solve or get things with convenience at times. But 
if you have an increased income and more disposable income that doesn't have to be allocated to those absolute necessities, then you can quickly solve problems or get convenience even if you actually don't need to. So for example, if you're someone making $150,000 a year and your necessities only come to the cost of maybe $60,000 a year, think about all that extra money you have to play with that can get you things faster, that can solve problems without too much thought, and that can just get jobs done for you quickly. So then you don't have to be wasting time on your weekends after work, kind of researching them, solving the problem, going there yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Let me give you some examples of what I am talking about here. If you don't like shopping, which I hate shopping, it's like one of the worst chores in the world, you can pay to get groceries delivered. Now I don't earn 150K, but I'm still at the point in my life where I do have some surplus income. So sometimes I do get groceries delivered. And that is a luxury for me because I hate shopping. Another one, if you don't like cleaning your house, again, does anyone like cleaning their house? I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't have a cleaner. But, you know, if I was earning a lot more money at some point, then I would maybe consider getting a cleaner. If you've got a leak under your sink, for example, if you've got surplus money to lean into convenience and to you know get jobs done quickly, you can get a plumber around the next day. You don't need to be calling your friend's cousin to try and get a deal, YouTube fixing it yourself, um, you know, going around comparing every deal from every plumber you can find on high pages. You literally just you call the first one, you get a recommendation from, I don't know, your sister, you get them around, they tell you the bill, you pay it. That's how it works if you have got emergency funds, if you've got a bit of surplus money. Is your work laptop broken? You can head to the Apple store that day. For me recently, I had a broken laptop and I did have to stuff around being like, should I get a new one? Should I not get a new one? Um, You know, I did have to think, oh, what's the best deal? What do I actually need? And it went on and on and on. And that's probably because I'm still building up my financial um, wealth, I guess. So I'm still trying to invest. I'm still building up an emergency fund, but I know at some point, hopefully in the next five to 10 years, if my laptop breaks, I don't be bothered because I'm going to be able to have those foundations in place, that emergency fund ready to go, my investments. I'm going to be able to have, um, an income that is going to be allowing me to fix that laptop. So that's the goal I'm striving for. And I'm not talking about a I'm not talking from a place of someone that's there. I'm I'm not, you know, I've got some of these things, but not all of them. This is about what are we striving for our lives to look like? What do we want to have? And it's not only about the speed and convenience that more money or buffer money or an emergency fund can actually afford you. It's actually about the cost that you can do these things at. So like I said before with the plumber, if you got a leak under your sink, you're not comparing prices, you're getting them round. They're going to fix it, even if they're charging you 30% more than every plumber in the area. As then it's done, you can then go back to work, didn't have to wait in for the plumber and miss half a day's worth of work. And it's not playing on your mental game as well, which is something we will talk about throughout the episode. So it just promotes so much more free time in your life to do things that you want. And as the ability to pay for convenience grows in your life, the more time you have to make money and the more a snowball effect is created. I've talked about this throughout my point, but when I talk about accessing convenience and problem solving with excess money, I I really don't mean 
that you need to be making 300k a year or anything like that and i know before i use the example of someone making 150k and you might be listening to that thinking yeah like that's where i'm at or you might be thinking well whoa that's so far away from where i'm at it doesn't matter okay it is much more about the systems that we put in place and living below your means so do you have an emergency fund are you trying to make more money or making above what you actually need are you living below your means when everything's going well so if there's an issue you've got some income to draw do you maybe have a couple of side hustles even up your sleeve like for example i'm not really doing a lot of side hustling other than sort of this podcast and my social channels um but i know that i could join a tutoring agency if i want to because i've done that before i could draw down on surveys i could pick up extra work at the casual crt job that i'm doing so i always have those things i could draw on if i needed to um are you investing? So later down the road, like I'm talking about with our five to 10 year goals, you can build some passive income up. So all of these things will lead you into more convenience and more problem solving either today, this week, or in five to 10 years. The next thing that I want to talk to you about in terms of what money can actually buy us and how it buys us happiness is probably the thing that I care most about when it comes to building wealth and achieving financial freedom within my life. It might not be the thing that you care most about and it might not be the goal for everyone, but I think for many, it plays a big factor. And even if it's not on your vision board or in your goals or something you're talking about, it is an absolute privilege to have this and it will absolutely help you sleep better at night, even if your main focus is elsewhere. And that is that having more money can really give us peace of mind. And that is the thing that money can buy for us that will give us happiness. Now, a good way for me to explain this is through a quote that I heard recently from Gary V. If you don't know who Gary V is, I'm sure you do if you've been on the internet in the last five years. Um, He's a multiple business owner, inspirational speaker, advocate for content creators and innovating. Um, He's well known for jumping on trends and predicting the next big thing, especially in terms of, you know, new social media platforms. Yeah, he's great. I really like him. He's not for everyone, but I enjoy him. Um, And recently when he was on a podcast, he basically said that peace of mind is the highest privilege you can get. And I completely agree. Um, He is a highly successful entrepreneur who talks a lot about gratitude, happiness, mental health, young people, following your own path. um, And basically anything he says, I'm like, yep, I probably agree. And honestly, as I near closer to 30, I am really realizing that yes, happiness is an emotion and not exactly what we are chasing because most of us are actually chasing peace of mind, whether you know it or not. And it's that idea of the absence of worry and anxiety, because if you are constantly worrying or anxious, you can't move past that and you can't live in the presence and you can't enjoy those good things at hand, material or otherwise. You are stuck in that future or past thinking mindset. Now, of course, there's many things that impact these feelings and thoughts for each individual person, but money is really something that can promote and encourage that peace of mind for us. Why is this? Well, it reduces worry about things that can go wrong, basically. I know that I talked about feeling stuck in the past and often money can't help those things, but 
when we're feeling anxious, it's often about what can, what's going to happen? What if this goes wrong? What if this pipe bursts? What if I need money for this? What if I can't pay this bill? And the thing about money is if something goes wrong in the future, there is often a way we can fix it using money. And if we can't fix the problem using money, money is often a very, very nice buffer there so we can actually deal with the problem. And I guess one of the biggest things that I think about when it comes to this that I will talk about as well a bit more is if someone gets sick, that is not always a problem that we can fix with money. Sometimes you can because sometimes you can get access to things that you couldn't get without money. But it is often a really nice buffer to have there to know that you could take some time off work, that you could be with a loved one, that you could um, still keep your necessities going, your bills paid, your mortgage paid without needing to keep going to work, for example. And I know there's insurances for that as well, and that's important too, but it's just thinking about what could you access immediately if something happened. This links really nicely to what I discussed in point one about problem solving and convenience, but really it's about sleeping at night and moving past worry. In 2023, we also know how bad worrying and anxiety can be for our overall health, sleep and body. And I'm no doctor or psychologist, but the more we can reduce this, the less negative impact it will have on our health and body. So that's why I hugely advocate for having an emergency fund, something you can grab if something goes wrong. And it can be as small as a tire that needs replacing or it can be as big as someone getting sick or someone really needing your support from your family but whatever it is peace of mind is something that we should be striving for and something that money can greatly help us to achieve our next point is something that i've just talked about but i think it kind of deserved its own point because i massively think that this is a motivator for people to sort their money out it's a motivator for people to want to do well in their careers achieve wealth. And yeah, I I think most people have this on their goals or in their focus. And I'd be really surprised if you didn't. And that is to be there as a support for your loved ones. And I don't just mean this in terms of giving people money. I mean this in terms of you being available, you being emotionally well, you being physically well, and you having the time to be there, whether it be for your children, whether it be for your partner and your immediate family, or whether it be for your parents. Um, I think this is a really valid why and an absolutely huge motivator. And the problem with this one that I will note is I think that sometimes people can get this wrong because I think some people think that, okay, I'm going to get a career, I'm going to work, all the time I'm going to get really high up in my job and yes that might get you a fantastic income that is absolutely going to give you the ability to do some of the things I've talked about in this episode like we talked about having spare money you can put out pit fires you can put out um, problems and things and solve things and you can send your kids to the school they want to go to and you can buy things for your partner and all that stuff but I more mean that sorting out your money and having spare money and putting it in the right places can give you the ability to yes provide money because we know that children are not raised on just love they need money and but also to just be there for them and to have that time and to be physically emotionally well for the people in your life i think another factor here is kind of what plays into about Um, maybe family members getting sick as well, especially when it comes to having aging parents, many people want to support them without worry or strain for their parents and themselves. And this comes down to 
having money and this comes down to being available for our parents as well. So thinking about how you can be putting away money for the future, how you can be investing, how you can have emergency funds and how you can be available for people, that comes down to having that surplus income and the right systems in place with your money. So have a think about what your financial why is and I would be I'd be hugely surprised if it didn't have something about your loved ones within it. Now, I think about my financial why and to be honest with you, I feel like a lot of it initially when I think about it is to do with me, but I want financial freedom and choice of work and free time and nice things because I want to be able to spend time with my partner doing those things, going on holidays, doing all that stuff. I want to be able to be financially free or very well on my way to before I have children because I want to be there for them. I don't want to have children if I don't have that ability. That's just me personally. And then also I think about my parents. I want to be able to support them as they get older. Luckily for me, they're young at the moment, but I want to be able to support them emotionally, physically, be there to have time for them, but also financially if they should need that. Now for our last reason as to why money can buy happiness I believe money can buy freedom of time and the ability to choose work and then find purpose and meaning within that work. Now, really recently, I've been seeing a lot of conversation on TikTok and on Instagram where people are starting to talk about the fact that they are not impressed by anything someone can buy, but by the control that they have over time. And I completely agree that having time, having control over your time is the absolute ultimate flex. Do not care about your Gucci bag. I do not care about your foreign car. I care about if you have choice over what you do with your week. Now, that doesn't mean that I care if you don't have to work. Like, that's great. But if you have control over that work and you have the choice and you could wake up one day and not be feeling it and really need a day off and take it, that's what gets me really interested. So don't get this confused with not working or retiring early. You don't have to achieve that. That's huge. That's like the mountain. I'm talking about little tweaks in your life, smart investing, smart money management. That means you can actually control more and more of what you want to do every day as the years go on. Now, if you want to work a nine to five, that is awesome. And you know what? I'm jealous of you because working nine to five gives you a great income, great community, regular paycheck, ability to access loans. Like if you love a nine to five, that is awesome. But what you want to do with that nine to five money is you want to know that you've got your investments growing. You've got your emergency fund checked. You've got your savings going Uh, you've got your debt paid down so that if you get to the point where you're like, nah, I'm not enjoying this or I want to take a risk to do something else or I need a career break for a couple of months to go traveling, you want to be able to say, peace out, I'm out of here, okay? You want to be able to do that. You may never do that. You might work there for 45 years and absolutely adore it and if you do, amazing. But you want to know that you have that ability because if you don't have the ability to do that, then you are stuck until you find another job. So if you are literally living paycheck to paycheck and not saving any money and you think, oh, I really hate this, I want to find a new job, you need to look for that new job and you need to start it the next week. You can't say I'm going to take a month off to enjoy or I'm going to start a new project or I'm going to study and work part-time. You don't have those flexibilities. So 
that's just an example. And you might not be interested in any of those things, but the power to have that flexibility in life is so exciting to me. And it is just something that I'm absolutely chasing as much as I can as my years go past. Increased income and money put aside, it just means more freedom for things. For example, like if you want to have children and you're like, you know what? I really want to have children. I want to be there the whole time before they go to school. Then when they go to school, I want to work two days a week. Don't want the pressure. You know, I still want to be able to live our lifestyle that we've built together. That is going to require money. It's going to require setup. It's going to require emergency funds. It's going to require investing. It probably is, unless you come from a whole heap of money, in which case maybe you don't need it. But most of us, we might need some systems in place to achieve that. And we need some serious, serious strategy. And yeah, this is really, really important to me. And I think some people think this isn't important to them, but when you really think about it, why would you not want this? And I think some people are born with this maybe in default because of perhaps the family they've grown up in or help they're getting from parents or their partner. And they don't think about this, but for those of us, including me, that we need to pay our bills and we need to make sure everything's covered or nobody is gonna cover it for us. This is really worth thinking about and this is really worth putting some systems in place that are going to support you to do this. And to give you a bit of context, if you follow me on social media, you may know that in the last, I can't even think now, I'm so off time these days, but last year I decided that in April I was going to leave my job, take a bit of leave, I guess. It was was hard, hard to know what I was doing, but I'd been working for about, five and a half years and I was just over it. I was burnt out, I was sick of it. I was not enjoying it. I was crying about going to work and I was like, I need to get out of here. And before it got to that head, I'd already known that I wanted to get out. So I'd started investing. I'd started putting lots in cash aside as like an emergency fund to live off. Like it was a hefty emergency fund. I'd already worked out what is the absolute minimum you can work on, like work with Olivia because I'm paying a mortgage, I've got bills. Um, and I really just kind of put a plan in place to do it. And I was scared. Like I was literally doing pros and cons lists. I was like, can I afford this? Can I survive? And mind you, I also have a partner that makes good money. Not that he's, he was supporting that, like he was supporting me financially, but it was like, you know, we're not going to be on the streets, but it still took a lot of planning, organizing thought processes. And then I sort of worked out, okay, am I going to have work so I can go and do a few days teaching? And then I had some like paid partnerships and UGC work to do. So it was me just putting together this plan and it was so scary, but I knew that I had money behind me, not millions, just like an emergency fund. And I knew that I'd overpaid the house and I knew that I had investments and I knew that I had earning potential in different directions. So doing that, let me quit my job and take a huge leap out of nine to five work in a career that I'd worked my way up in as well and was like on track to being promoted again, probably within the next year, but I was miserable. And that lesson has just shown me how important it always is to have things in place so you can pivot and you can take risks when you are not happy. And it's probably one of the best things that I've ever done leaving that job um, to actually realize that I do have choice. But to this day, I now know how important it is for me to have all these systems in place and money has afforded me that freedom. Now, do I need to work? Absolutely. Of course I do. I need to work, but I'm ge- I'm getting more of the choice of when do I want to work? 
what I want to do for work, where can I put a little bit of energy? And I hope that as the years go past, this will only increase for me because I have built the foundations and I know what I need to do to ensure that that does increase. And I hope for one day to be doing exactly what I want every day. And that's not today, but hopefully it will be in a few years. And I hope that some of this discussion from this podcast today will inspire you if you haven't already to start putting some systems in place so you can achieve freedom of time and the ability to choose work and find purpose and meaning within it. If you have had any light bulb moments from this episode, I would love to hear about them. You can find me over on Instagram at Her Money's Worth and on TikTok at Her Money's Worth. And I would absolutely love to know what you got out of this episode and how this might change your thinking moving forward. If you have been enjoying our episodes this year, I would absolutely love if you jump on and give us a review wherever you're listening. And if you really like this episode and think that it would help someone else, send it on to a friend or post it on your stories. It would greatly help this podcast to grow. And it is just me here behind the mic, doing all the socials, thinking up the content. So your support is absolutely appreciated. Have a great week and start to the month of February. Make sure you come back next week when I'm going to be talking more things, money, investing, and building long-term wealth. I can't wait. I'll speak to you then. This is just a quick note to say that nothing on this podcast is financial advice and nothing said on this podcast should be used as the basis for any financial decisions relating to any financial products. I'm not a financial advisor and the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the education you need to continue doing your own research.